welcome to our month of brilliance. Our month of shining bright like a diamond. The most brilliant gem that exists is the diamond. And each and every one of us came into this life to shine bright like a diamond. To glow, to radiate, to be ablaze with the brilliance of the divine shining through as us. Now, we may think we need a bit of polishing, or perhaps the rough edges could be softened, or maybe a layer of soot and grime could be cleared off. But regardless of any of that, at our core, at our core there is brilliance with a capital B, and it sits patiently waiting to shine forth. It is often easier to see it in someone else than it is ourselves, isn't it? We always see ourselves as, <laughs> but someone else we can see shining forth. Let, let me let you in on a little secret. The only reason you can see it in another is because it is in you. And this month, I pray you begin to see it in yourself more and more and more. We're talking about the four methods of grading a diamond called the, the four C's. Cut, clarity, color, and carrot. Last week, we explored cut. Today, we will see what clarity has to offer us. Diamonds are, are brought close to the Earth's surface through deep volcanic eruptions. And this process can result in a variety of internal imperfections called inclusions and external imperfections called blemishes. Evaluating a diamond, clarity, involves determining the number, the size, the relief, the nature, and position of these imperfections, as well as how they affect the overall appearance of the stone. The closer a diamond comes to being perfect, clear, meaning it has no inclusions or blemishes, the higher its value. To raise a diamond's clarity, experts use a powerful magnifying loop which allows them to see the inclusions and blemishes. Do you think of yourself as flawless, internally flawless, or as flawed? Do you think of your life as flawless, internally flawless, or as flawed, or somewhere in between? I said this at the, at the beginning of our time together, and I will say it again. Each and every one of us came into this world to shine brightly as a diamond, to glow, to radiate, to be ablaze with the brilliance of the divine shining through us. And you know, that's not out there. It's here. Every one of you here today, don't look out there for it. It's you. You have to walk up and tap yourself on the shoulder and say, hi, it's me. And the universe will say, I know. Now, we may not think that that about ourselves. We may not act that way. We may not have a life that reflects our internally flawless nature, but that does not change one whit 
to use a Holmesian word, the fact that we are. Here's the deal. If we think we are flawed, then our lives will reflect that. If we think we are slightly flawed, our lives will reflect that. If we think we are very slightly flawed, our lives will reflect that. If we think we are very, very slightly flawed, our lives will reflect that. You notice you're getting beautiful as a diamond. And if we think we are very, very slightly flawed, our lives will reflect that. Do you see that what you think is what you get? It's specific and personal. So, with that in mind, how clear is your thinking about your life? How much clarity of being do you have? Where, my friends, would you put yourself right here this morning on the clarity, flawless scale? And I chose these words carefully. Where have you put yourself? Because today, you are the only one putting you there. You may have had help getting there by childhood experiences, unpleasant, even abusive occurrences in your life. You may have done some things in the past you regret, but today, sitting here in this room, you and only you are the judge and jury of you. You are the only one with the powerful, magnifying loop looking at yourself through it. The truth is, you were born internally flawless. In the science of mind, we believe in original innocence rather than original sin. We believe in original blessing. We are not born sinners. We are born whole, perfect, and complete. Unlike a diamond, which is stuck with its clarity rating, we can change the way we think and feel about ourselves and the way we think and feel about our lives and the way we think and feel and behave in our world. We can uncover our internally flawless nature and reveal it. The question of the morning is how clear are your thoughts and feelings about yourself and your life? When I was doing this section of the the sermon today and other ones recently, I was hit with a lot of those thoughts for myself. And I tend to go through life seeing things and judging them immediately. And the one thing that came to me the most importantly and the most powerfully was, okay, that's it for now, but it's not where they are. That's what they are becoming. You feel like everything's down on you? It's not. You're being prepared. You're being made flawless, perfectly flawless. Hang on to that that beautiful picture of you, perfectly flawless, because that's who you are. The more valuable you will see yourself to be, and the higher and greater will be your experience. We know that we are surrounded by an intelligent, creative principle which operates upon our thoughts. So, then it makes sense 
that the clearer we are in our thinking, the better that intelligent, creative principle can organize energy into form. Here's how Ernest Holmes succinctly put it in The Science of Mind on page 241. Clarified thought makes easy the way for the operation of the life essence through us. It doesn't take a geologist or a rocket scientist to figure out that when your thoughts are clear about who and whose you are and about life, your life works for the better. The clarity of a diamond brings out the brilliance. The clarity of our thought brings out the brilliance in ourselves and in our lives. Do you know there is a difference between true, clear thinking and mere mental activity? True thinking, clear thinking, comes from the depth of our beingness. It is based on goodness and creativity and love. True thinking, clear thinking, is based in our soul, based in our greater being. Having true, clear thinking requires that we pay attention to and choose our thoughts rather than letting them run willy-nilly. We can do that when we start getting the bad thoughts. I told you a couple of weeks ago about a friend of mine from ministerial school who whenever he got a bad thought or a thought that he deemed as bad, he would stop and say, erase, erase, erase. And then he would replace it with an affirmation. Erase, erase, erase. And the world changes. We can do that. Stuart Wilde, you may remember him, wonderful, wonderful writer, says, without mental discipline and some kind of mental control, it's like having 40 chickens in a truck and they're constantly flying about. There are feathers everywhere and a tremendous commotion is going on. Somehow, you've got to sit your chickens down in little rows and keep them quiet. So how do you sit your chickens down in a little row and keep them quiet? Well, if you can learn something today, make it that, because it's something you will use for the rest of eternity. It starts with paying attention. Stand guard the portals of your mind, as Emerson said. But it doesn't end there. I, have, I love this, this affirmation I learned from a spiritual mentor many years ago. Each time a negative thought attempts to enter my mind, I become aware of it and replace it with a positive thought. Erase, erase, erase. How powerful our words and our thoughts are. How powerful they are in building the future for every time we are around. Do you have a, a hand on hand, a, a supply of true, clear thoughts about yourself and your life that you can choose in a moment? Begin practicing today by paying attention to what you are thinking and have some fun discovering you really can choose your own thoughts. You can choose to have true, clear thoughts. You can choose to have the kind of mind that actually generates your highest life. One of the wonderful things I learned when I was very young, naughty or good, I am a child of God. And you know who, who came up with that? Paramahansa Yogananda. Naughty or good, I am still a child of God. 
naughty or good, you are still a child of God. You don't have to hold your past against yourself or against anybody else. Naughty or good, you are still and for always a child of God. In Living the Science of Mind on page 166, Ernest Holmes wrote, Someone has said there is a river of life, clear as crystal, flowing through the body of humanity, uniting every part into the one great being in Christ. Jesus spoke of the well of water from which if a man drank, he should never thirst again. Throughout the Bible, we have this simile of water typifying the flowing power of pure spirit. We say that the river of life forever flowing through us is ever ready and willing to take the form which we give it. It appears that we have the ability, at least temporarily, to pollute this stream of life with the consciousness of hate, despair, or any negative thought which denies its purity. But of course, we do not really have the power to destroy, only to mold and remold. It's fortunate indeed that this is true. For in spite of all our misdirection, we are still being carried forward on the bosom of this infinite stream to a harbor of perfect safety. We may rest in absolute assurance that good will be the final goal of all things. We can hasten the advent of this good by definitely clarifying our thoughts and by daily meditating upon the invisible source, the wellspring of life within each one of us. So, let us pause a moment right here and now to clarify our thoughts through prayer. We have cleared out our insecure dependence upon negative judgments. And we have gained the light, the strength, the love, and the power of God. For that power is ours. That power is who we are. That power moves through us every moment. But we need to recognize it because we have given so much time to the opposite of that power. And so we now let that go. Wash it away and let it be no more. We go on in peace, in love, and in strength. And so it is. Amen.